In the name of Jesus Christ, who has stored up a glorious treasure for you and me and all for whom he has shed his blood in heaven, my dear friends. I want you to start this morning um, by raising your hand if you're married or if you're dating and you have pictures of an old flame in your wallet, on your desk, on your phone, or posted on social media. Anybody? Oh. That's not such a wise thing to do, is it? To have a picture of an old flame would be bad for your current relationship because it would indicate that you still have feelings for that other person you really don't want to let go. And so if you want to keep your relationship with your spouse or perhaps someone who's going to be your future spouse intact, you need to break off all those ties and get rid of all those remembrances of that other person. Well, this morning, we're going to continue talking about the completeness that we have in Jesus Christ. And in the verses and the chapters that preceded our lesson for today, the Apostle Paul spoke of the fact that we have been brought into a relationship with Jesus. That has been accomplished not by our power, but by his power. First of all, by the power of his blood, which paid for our sins, and then the power of the renewal of the Holy Spirit when we were baptized and we were brought into faith in Jesus. And then we were connected to him. And it's from that point on where Paul begins today and says, Therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, strive for the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So strive for the things above. Set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. So in summary, Paul is saying, Jesus is the new love in your life. He lives in heaven. And so focus your heart and your mind. Picture where he is up above and let your gaze shift away from what is down below. Now why is it necessary for the Apostle Paul to tell us that? Well, it's because you and I have an old flame. We were born in a love affair with Satan and all the evil that is associated with him. And it is that love affair with Satan, that relationship that we had with him, that leads to abusive things, things that hurt us and harm us and eventually destroy us. My son Caleb, many of you know him, uh, decided one time he's going to go out after a high school event with his friends to grab a, a bite to eat. It was at a, a local Buffalo Wings restaurant. And he'd never been to that restaurant before in his life. So he wasn't familiar with the menu at all. So as he sat down with his friends, he got there kind of late. He quickly picked up the menu and he told the waitress, I'll have the number seven wings. And nobody said anything and... Uh, the waitress went away and, and later on brought everyone's food to the table. And when Caleb's plate was put in front of him, all of his friends began to look at him with this weird grin. And he had to ask why. And they said, well, 
you ordered the second hottest wings they have here. And they knew that Caleb really doesn't like spicy food, and because of that, he was just going to push it aside and not eat it at all. But then one of his friends said, you know what, I'll give you a dollar for every one you eat. And so he was kind of hungry and desiring to satisfy those hunger pains, and to get a dollar, he ate one. It partially satisfied his hunger. Uh, There was a comfortable warmness to it, and he got a dollar. So why not have another? So he ate the second one, and when he had finished it, then the searing heat began to set in. And his eyes were watering and there was pain. And he got a dollar for the second one. But a third dollar wasn't worth the misery that he was enduring. It wasn't worth prolonging it. So he gave up eating the rest of that plate of wings and he pushed it aside. That's a picture of the relationship that you and I have with Satan and the things that are associated with him. And what he brings to us is something that's Worse than searing hot buffalo wings. Here he says, the Apostle Paul tells us, to put aside, to get rid of sexual immorality, impurity, lust, greed, lying, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language. These are all the things that are connected with our love affair with evil and the evil one. And they may start out satisfying a hunger that we have, sexual morality, right? We have sexual desires. Satan and the evil in us says, satisfy them in any way, in whichever way you feel appropriate. And when engaged in, outside of marriage, it seems to satisfy a hunger, but the hunger is never completely satiated, is it? It goes on. Then after a while... There are the damaged relationships because of sleeping around. There's a a problem that comes if you want to get married because now you have all these old flames who you slept with and you've got to tell them about it. And there's maybe even the diseases that come as a result. And the pain sets in. It doesn't let up. Greed. Greed is the love of things. And what things can do for us and the pleasure that things can give us. And initially, when you amass some wealth or you get your hands on some merchandise, um, there is that rush, there's that thrill. But when our love for things leads us to neglect our family and our responsibilities, there's the fallout that comes from broken relationships. If it leads us to go into debt... Then we have bill collectors hounding us. You lose your credit rating. Or maybe go so far as to steal and to rob in order to satisfy that craving and that desire. And once again, you get burned. Lying. Lying can seem so sweet, right? It keeps you from being accountable for the things you did wrong. You duck and you dodge, and it seems like that's the best way to go. Or you tell a lie in order to gain an advantage over someone else. And when you reap the benefits of that, you think, oh, another lie would be just as well. It'll serve me just as well. But eventually the truth comes out, doesn't it? And you get burned 
You no longer are trusted. Perhaps you lose your job. Relationships are damaged. Then there's anger. Boy, it feels good to cut loose sometimes, doesn't it? Let people have it. But then there's the residual of hurt feelings, of someone being torn down. And then usually when you get angry at someone else, they get angry back at you, and there's this cycle of violence that continues and it goes back and forth, and there's grudge holding. It leads to rage and malice. Then there's slander. Just spreading rumors, having something that other people want to listen to you for. makes you feel popular. It makes you feel needed and wanted. But then in the end, people resent you and they despise you for it. All of these things have a consequence. Those buffalo wings that my son ate, they burned. But the burn was temporary. Our love affair with Satan and the things that are associated with him, they burn, and unless we turn away from them before it's too late, before we die or Jesus comes again, uh, the burn is going to go on forever. Because of these things, Paul says, the wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience. This is not an old flame that we can go back to. The earthly mindset that follows Satan is a mindset of death and destruction. And so for that reason, we are told, set your mind on things above. And when the Lord says that, he's really saying, set your mind on Jesus, the one who is there, the one who has ascended to the right hand of the Father, the one who did that after he laid down his life for you and took it back again. For he says, your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. I want you to compare what Satan has done with you and for you with what Jesus has done for you and still continues to do for you. Has Satan given up anything for you? Has he given up or sacrificed a thing for you ever? He's not a take, he's not a giver, he is only a taker. He will take your life, he will take your love, and in the place of it, you're going to get death and darkness and nothing. But what did Christ do? He came from heaven to earth and he gave up his comfort. He gave up his respect before the Father and took on your disgrace and my disgrace. He gave up his life and took our death. The righteousness that was his, he exchanged for your corruption, your filth. And then he bore all the consequences for it. And he wasn't done. Jesus took his life back again, and now he's seated at the right hand of the Father, and he continues to work all things for your good and my good. He has given us his word so that through it we know him as our Savior and we have peace and hope in our hearts. That is what Jesus has done for you and for me. Satan can't come close. You are wondrously and marvelously loved by Jesus Christ. 
Do you want a picture of Satan and what's associated with him on your social media page, in your wallet, or hung in your house? Do you want to go back to all that evil list of things that he wants you to do? Absolutely not. And so Paul says, take off the old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of its creator. And here he's using the picture of, of being dressed up for a relationship. Okay, so um, if you're going to go out and, and scrub the garage floor, you know, because it's all full of sludge and things like that, you're going to put on your Sunday best for that? You wear your grubbies, that, which is torn and tattered. That's how you're dressed when you're dressed to serve Satan. Dressing with evil, rage, malice, gossip, all those things. But he's not the one we love. We don't dress to please him. Instead, we dress to please Jesus. And we put on the new self, which is being renewed in the image of its creator. And so... For that reason, we don't take pleasure in lies. We take pleasure in truth. We don't take pleasure in sexual immorality. We take pleasure in purity. For that reason, we don't give ourselves over to slander, but we want to build others up, speak the truth in love. And we do all of that in order to express our love to Jesus Christ. If you love somebody, it shows by what you do, right? Um, you can't get them out of your heart and mind. I can think back to the days uh, when I was courting my bride. Um, I was always thinking about her. That's a sign you're in love, isn't it? You can't stop thinking about the person. And you can't stop thinking about things you can do or say to try to express that love. Maybe it's buying flowers. Maybe it's just leaving a little note with uh, little nothings written on it. Just something to show that you're thinking about them and you care. For you and for me, our love letters to Jesus, what shows that we care about him and that he is first in our hearts, is living in keeping with his commands. And that's loving him above all others. And it's also loving each other. How do you love Jesus? By loving the person next to you. That's how you express it. And that's why Paul says, here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Everyone in this room is equally unworthy of the love of Jesus, and yet we are equally loved by Jesus. Think about that. The person next to you is loved as equally by Jesus as you are. And when you love that person next to you, you are saying, Jesus, I love you. That's the heaven mindset. That's focusing on things above rather than things that are on the earth. And so let's go back to your wallet, your desk, or the walls of your home. Whose pictures are there? Pictures of the people that hate you and you hate? Are you throwing darts at those pictures? Well, the people are pictured on your social media pages who are carried around 
in your wallet. The images of them that hang in your, on your walls in your house are of those whom you love and, are, and who also love you, right? There's that mutual love for each other. Well, brothers and sisters, you have the image of God being renewed in you and the image of God that is recorded in here, in this book. The image of the one who loves you most of all and whom you love most of all. Keep this book handy, open it up, and you'll see Jesus. You see his picture here, you see the picture of his love, you see the picture of his power, you see the picture of his commitment, you see the picture of his forgiveness. Look to this picture often and let it build up your love that you have in Jesus Christ. It will do that. It has that power. Then as you do that, go forth and dress yourself up each day to be pleasing in the sight of Jesus and know that everything you do is to his glory and recognize that in Jesus you have everything you need and you are complete because Christ is all and he is in all. So go live that fulfilling life. So live it to the glory of Jesus and to his honor. Amen.